Welcome to Muscle Talk, where you'll get world champion advice about nutrition and stacking on muscle. Our host, Christine Enville, she's a three-time world champion bodybuilder, an IFBB professional, a food scientist, and a founding co-owner of our podcast sponsor, International Protein. In this episode, Christine gives us advice on how to train your calves. She shares a few valuable secrets that you're probably not aware of. You're known for those killer calves, Christine. So how can we hit the calves from three different angles as you normally describe? And why would people want to train them? Okay, why would people want to train calves? Because I think they're probably the everyone's favorite muscle group because they are probably something which are the most genetic. Mm-hmm. So people would want to train their calves to give themselves a really nice pretty shape of the calf. They also might want to train them for functionality because ankle strength comes into it and obviously leg strength comes into it. So, you know, there's a really good reason for training the calves, but believe it or not, it is probably one of the most, it's the noticed if it's missing and also noticed if it's a good developed pair from not even like the biceps of the leg. Of course. Well, no, actually the hamstring, from a from a technical point of view, the hamstring is the bicep of that the leg. Sense, yeah. But from a glory, um, glory point of yep. view, yes, I guess it is. And, and also because, you know, women wear skirts and men wear shorts and a lot of the time the quad is covered mm-hmm. unless they're wearing, you know, shorty shorts and that. So the calf of it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's just one of those muscle groups that gets a lot of attention. Right. And obviously because a lot of people don't have them, they want them. And a lot of people train them and, again, like other muscle groups, they can put a lot of effort into it but they don't necessarily work the muscle. And that's like I didn't think that I did anything special and that a lot of my calf is genetic but at the same time I realised that I do actually do a specific movement when I train my calves and that has a lot to do with why that they are developed because I didn't always, like I always had big calves but I didn't always have good shaped calves and I didn't always have the outer head of my my gastroc so the, of the calf. So you know how you get the diamond? Obviously the inner one is really easy and then the outer head is the, the outside diamond. So when I just trained normally, like just without thinking about it, that didn't actually develop. So there is a specific, you know, toes in movement that I do to hit that particular side and I didn't go and read a book on how to do it. I actually figured it out because there was a, a lady when I was early training when I spent my year in Brazil was a girl at the gym had this phenomenal, not inner head of her calf, but the outer head of her calf. And I said, like, I don't see you training calf. Like what on earth do you do for this to get that? She said, I get it from horse riding. So literally she said, my knees are always pointed in. Mm. So my heels are out and I'm like doing a hundred reps, like a thousand reps maybe with her toes in the stirrup. And she's putting all of her weight onto that outer calf. And that was building up the calf. So obviously you know, talk to any bodybuilder and they will tell you, you know, toes in to work the outer head, toes out to work the inner head and neutral just to, to get a good overall working. So um, does that mean when you're working your calves, you'd actually split it into, you know, if you're doing calf raises, you could actually do three different yeah. types? Well, that's actually all I ever used to do. I don't really train calves a lot now except every morning when I do F45 and I do, again, 100 reps, a lot of jumping and, and bits and pieces. But in the gym when I was training and I did used to train calves, I did them on leg day. I did them twice a week. And I, my little sequence was t- toes um, neutral, 
toes in and toes out. So I did. I, I would do it from those three angles. Three sets of each. For me, no, but no. you could do three sets what of each. It? One set of each. All oh, right. Okay. Yep. That was all. I, I didn't need to do a lot, so, yep. um, but you you potentially would probably pick two mm-hmm. and do three sets of two different movements, and then on the the next time, pick a different two, or you know, the one which you struggle with the most, maybe do twice a week. Mm-hmm. And the other one just do once a week. There's also things like donkey calf raises, which is where you're, you know, as, if you don't know what that is, you're basically locked into position where you're standing but you're bent over and it puts a total different emphasis on the car. I, I love them. It kind of locks you right in into that position um, and also to a degree works tibialis a little bit as well. But it's a, it's a you're leaning forward so it changes where the weight feels because it's kind of across your your back, I guess, uh, rather than standing up where you can, your hips can get out of position and you can totally mess the movement up. Mm-hmm. And if, well, not that you should be going too heavy, but people some tend to go too heavy and then it's very easy to cheat on a regular standing calf raise because you can bring every other muscle group into it, you could bring, including your shoulders and upper body to move that weight. So calves are something where you shouldn't have to use a lot of weight if you do it properly because and again, it's probably depending on how much muscles there. Like I find it burns really, really quickly. But what the um, what was interesting was I've always trained it a certain way, and I never really kind of thought about what it was that I was doing until we had Stuart on the podcast, and we were talking between um, recordings, and he was saying how. And just to cut in there, Stuart. Brock is one of our sponsored athletes at International Protein. Correct. So if you missed that podcast, very interesting lesson. Yes, um, he's very, a very, very big guy and he also um, he has a degree in exercise physiology. So he knows his stuff when it comes to in training and angles and movement. And he was saying how with calves, you know, it's actually the heel that needs to come up and down, not moving at the toe which is, again, you need, if you can listen to this, go and like sit where you are and feel the difference when you're pressing from your toe versus when you're actually doing the movement and it's in a very extreme ankle movement where your heel is the part which is moving rather than the toe which is pressing. So obviously on a, uh, like if you're using one of those horizontal leg presses and you're using that to do your calves on, you're going to have to press with your toes. But I reckon you can still use the heel, like like set the toe in position and then use that that ankle movement and the heel is like you like we were talking about in the back episode leading with the elbow lead with the heel mm-hmm. on that and that really gets into the calf and is it absolutely extreme like the feeling and the contraction that you'll get when you do that and that's you know even body weight will be enough to work the calf and, and get a, a good um it gets a good stimulation if you go too heavy you actually can't move it from the heel like you have to use your toe because it's just it's one of those things where the um you know the, how the strength works that um that's why I think I've always done incredibly light because I've always done it from the heel and I didn't realize that other people didn't do it like that because it just felt natural so that's my like my biggest tip for calf training so if you're doing it light what how many reps um I again I always liked about 15 but that's only because my 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 foot would burn and everything just would hurt so much but calves people always had said you know do 15 if you're doing 10 on any other body part than you would do like 15 for calves. It's kind of always been the way. Okay. I Glad had, I asked. Pretty important. Well, what I was just about to say that I have experimented with doing 10. Yeah. And for me, I, I find no difference. Mm-hmm. I think the thing to remember with calves is that you are, you're not going to really change what you genetically have in terms of your, like if you have a long 
insertion, so you have a long, thin Achilles and it doesn't come down low, you're never going to be able to lengthen that because you can't change where the the um, the tendon is and the tendon doesn't have muscle fibre to actually grow. So you're only going to grow what you have, but you can certainly, over, like, you know, develop what you do have. Even if it's a short calf, you can still develop what you've got, but you can't change the length of what you've got, but you can still maximise what you have. That that's like any muscle group, you know, whether you can't lengthen the bicep, you know, you can't put in place what isn't there. Triceps are another classic one where you see a lot of people with that very long tendon and the actual muscle is quite short. So unfortunately, you know, different strokes for different folks. The the long ankle, I guess, and the short calf is really good for for spiking up and jumping. So that's great if you want to play basketball or football and you, and you need to jump and sprint. But if you're trying to do bodybuilding, then, you know, your genetics is going to dictate a certain thing, but you can definitely develop what you've got mm-hmm. by using that technique and not going super heavy and using your quad or using anything else to move the calf. And I think that's probably why people don't necessarily do it properly because it, it hurts. Like it really, it's intense and it burns the sole of your foot kind of burns and your the actual muscle itself will burn because it's you're contracting it uh, in a very, very isolated way. But you kind of need to go through that, I think, to, to get it. Obviously, you know, things like doing a lot of jogging and, and running and stuff like that also does develop calves. So you'll, so you'll often see distance runners who have like really skinny quads but they have big calves because mm-hmm. they've just done so much rep work. So calves do get a lot of work because we're walking around in them I think the thing to keep in mind with with uh, probably women more so than men is if you do wear high heels, you probably need to make sure you're stretching your calves like specifically and not just kind of going in and training them but making sure that you do keep that length in the tendon because it, it will shorten. Like if you spend a lot of time in heels, the Achilles will shorten and then when you do go to try to start exercising, you know, particularly if you're doing some type of cardio and, and, and jumping around and that, then you can you can run into problems there. So if people are kind of getting into it and they've done spent a lot of years wearing high heels and walking around and got comfortable doing that, then remember that that's, that potentially can be an issue. But, you know, strengthening your calves, like anything, includes, you know, strengthening the ankle and, you know, keeping that ankle mobility and strength is key, obviously, as you get older because, you know, you walk, you know, you need it's to have... Basic function, it's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like the very, very very basic, isn't it? It's yeah. kind of like foot and ankle, so... If you've got stiff ankles, you're going to pull all sorts of different muscles in different areas and not know why. Exactly. Yeah. And then especially if you start to try to do other activities which require that type of flexibility. But, yeah, cal- calves is that thing where I would probably recommend that people do play around a little bit with what works for them because, as I said, I can sometimes do anything and I'm still going to have a good calf but but the couple of things that I really did pay attention to was the angles foot position because I didn't always have mm-hmm. a, a fully developed calf like the size was there but it had no great shape and had to really really bring that into it okay. even practicing flexing your calves like what you would spike on stage like how you would flex those type of movements are going to be really really good as well and getting used to contracting the calf and then making sure that when you put some weight on it you're replicating that movement and that you're not just moving weight because, I, again, I see people put phenomenal amounts of weight on and you go, it's a little calf. Like, really, you think it can do that? Yeah. And they're doing kind of like quad-type weights and because they're actually using, you know, quad, core, upper body, like everything to move that weight and not putting it on the isolation and using that full range of motion. So if you've got your foot on the plate and you've really got to bring that heel down 
and then bring it right up again. And that's the thing, it's the heel that's doing the movement there. So at home, you know, if you've got a little block, you can do one-footed ones, which obviously puts more weight on than doing two-foot. But Yeah, because a lot of people are at home at the moment, obviously, so... Yeah. yeah. A little block to stand on, is that what you're saying? Yeah, you need yeah. something to raise so that your heel can come down. Like you can't really do an effective calf raise off of yeah. the floor because you'll get half of the movement mm-hmm. and not the other half. And that Even also, if they've got a couple of plates or something they can put it. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of plates. Um, yeah, kind of a little block, brick, any any kind of thing that will raise you enough so that your heel can come down without touching the floor. Um, that's a, you know, or try some, you know, high, high knees, some jogging. Try some try some um, slightly high impact work and see if that does make a difference because it might take multiple stimulation again because we do walk a fair bit. But again, if you don't walk a lot, then maybe you're not actually working your calves as much as what we think. So mm. try out different things, try out different rep ranges, see what works. And remember, I guess you're going for that definition with what you've got rather than necessarily changing the shape of what you have. Okay. So thank you very much, Christine. Are we going to be seeing you with a good set of calves, Ash? Oh, look at them. They're fantastic already. <laughs> I got told when I was at high school I'd have a great set of legs for a female. Oh, no. So, wow, it's stuck with me ever since. <laughs> Can't change that. Cool. Dear Thanks. idea. Let's wrap it up. Thank okay. you, Christine. No worries, Ash. Words of wisdom. If you like what you've heard, leave us a review and recognise that these bodybuilding tips from International Protein, they're free. So show your support by becoming a loyal International Protein customer, the best supplements money can buy. So jump online, hunt down our product and hit that buy now button.